On Monday, June 18, 2018, the board held its Bronx <laughs> Borough hearing and public hearing chaired by Trustee Fernando Ferrer. Trustee Ferrer was joined by Trustees Michael Arvanites, Henry Berger, Kevin Kim, Lorraine Cortez Vasquez, Myra Linares Garcia, Martin Burke, and by the way, let me welcome um, our new trustee, Martin Burke. It's a pleasure. Look, looking forward to working with you. And she's not here, but let me, let me a fond goodbye to Kay Conway, who I really enjoyed working with as uh, a classy person and brought a lot major contribution to this board. Uh, but again, it's a pleasure. Looking forward to working with you. Um, and John Arumu, who was at the meeting also, and members of the chancellery. The presidents of Hostos, Lehman, and Bronx Community College also attended the hearing. 57 speakers signed up to speak and 44 speakers testified. Speakers testified in support of increasing the adjunct professor's salary to $7,000 and requested that CUNY offer paid family leave for adjuncts. Students from various CUNY colleges spoke about the benefits of the ASAP program and the need to continue funding the program. Students also requested more aid for DACA students and continue aid for the very successful Student Leadership Academy at Hostos College. Student representatives from Lehman in the provinces spoke about their experiences on various Cuba missions and the importance of Lehman's Peace Corps prep program, which increases students' chances of acceptance into the Peace Corps program. As always, a summary of the June 18th hearing, including testimony, was circulated to the trustees and the chancellor's staff, and transcripts are available in the office of the secretary. I know we all had, uh, or I guess just about all of us uh, in the month of May attended graduations. <coughs> sure, let me thank my colleagues uh, for their attendance and for showing um, our presidents, our colleges, our students and faculty, as well as parents and friends, how much we all care and are, and are just so proud of all of our students and our graduates. I had the pleasure of attending the Bronx Community College commencement ceremony. It was an exciting day and I know, and the rain held up, thank goodness. Um, and I know my fellow board trustees, again, who also attended various ceremonies, join me in a hearty congratulations to all of CUNY's 2018 graduates. Over the past month, thousands and thousands of students graduated from all of our schools. I understand that Hostos Community College had their largest graduating class in the school's history. Congratulations on that. On behalf of the CUNY Board of Trustees, best wishes to all of our graduates for a bright and successful future. On June 17th, the first cohort of students throughout CUNY deployed as part of the New York Stands with Puerto Rico Recovery and Rebuilding Initiative. Over the next eight weeks, a total of 250 students from CUNY's Service Corps students will depart for the island, where they will stay for two weeks volunteering with different nonprofits as they work five days a week, rebuilding homes, including repairing doors, windows, and roofs, and removing, and removing mold. Our students are letting everyone in Puerto Rico know they're not forgotten. We take great pride in our CUNY students who have volunteered to make an impact on the lives of our fellow citizens in Puerto Rico. I can't say how proud I am, I know all of us are, and we are putting both New York and CUNY's best foot 
forward. It really is something I'm very, very proud of. Let me now call in the Secretary of the Board, Gail Horowitz, to announce several college, faculty, student, and alumni honors. LaGuardia Community College received a $1.499 million, uh, $1 million from the U.S. Department of Education to increase childcare slots to meet growing demand and to provide better linkages with services for students needing early intervention assessments, referrals, and supports. LaGuardia's child care program has served the community for 38 years and is CUNY's largest with an average enrollment of 185 children per semester. Hunter College Jr. Safiya Mahajaben has been named a Truman Scholar. Mahajaben is one of 59 new Truman Scholars selected from among 756 candidates at 311 colleges and universities nationwide. Hunter College High School recent graduate Benjamin Firester won the top prize of $250,000 in the Regeneron Science Talent Search 2018 for the development of a mathematical weather model to predict the spreading of the late blight fungus, Irish potato famine disease that still causes billions of dollars in crop damages today. Hunter College alumnus Van C. Tran, class of 04, was named a Nancy Weiss Michael Scholar through the Woodrow Wilson Foundation. Queens College freshman Renuka Surinarian was awarded the prestigious Jeanette K. Watson Fellowship. She's studying education, anthropology, and neuroscience and will begin her internship at the Institute of International Education in Manhattan this summer. Queens College alumna Cristina Jimenez Moreira was the featured speaker at the college's commencement and was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2018. Osto's student Shafan Robinson was awarded the prestigious Peter Jennings Laurel Scholarship for 2018. And she received a scholarship of $1,500 to help defray the costs of her education. On April 27th, Ostos animation professor Andy London, who also teaches at Harvard University, brought 16 Ostos students to the Cambridge campus where they co-screened their work. The experience was an eye-opener for all involved as they discovered that no matter your background or college of choice, it takes extraordinary dedication to be an animator. The College of Staten Island Tech Incubator is receiving almost $250,000 from National Grid's Economic Development Program to create the CSI Jumpstart Entrepreneurial Program. The grant is the largest awarded to date by National Grid in the New York metro area. National Grid's Economic Development Program offers matching grants for eligible projects that help retain and create quality jobs, promote sustainable development, and incorporate energy efficiency and renewable energy technologies. The U.S. Government Printing Office designated the College of Staten Island as a federal depository library. The GPO distributes physical and digital government documents to federal depository libraries nationwide for use by the public. These libraries provide free access to their federal collections as well as staff to help the public research information. CSI's Guadalupe Cuenca is a 2018 Peter Jennings Laurel Award Scholarship recipient. She attended the Adult Learning Center at CSI and earned a high school equivalency diploma in 2017. She's currently a student in the CUNY STAR program and hopes to pursue a degree in education and art at CSI. Fatou Amara, a junior in the Verrazano School Honors Program and the Collegiate Science and Technology Entry Program at CSI, has been awarded a 2018 Jeanette K. Watson Fellowship. To see additional honors, please take a look at the most recent edition of CUNY Matters, which you will find in your materials today. Mr. Chairman, that concludes my report. Thank you. I'd now like to ask Chancellor Rabinowitz 
for her report. Thank you, Chair Thompson and members of the Board of Trustees for honoring me with this interim appointment. My relationship to this university extends back to 1940 when my father, Vito Carulli, an Italian immigrant, attended City College's School of Engineering. Although he never took a degree, his pride in attending City College stayed with him all his life and instilled in him and later in me a lifelong reverence for higher learning and a belief in the transformative power of higher education. His example and the mission students, faculty and staff of this university have inspired and motivated me every, every one of my 40 years at CUNY, uh, which is of course an indispensable driver of mobility and innovation in New York and the nation. I pledge to bring my all to this position in this time of transition to work closely with the board the chancellery, our presidents, and other key constituents to keep the university moving forward on our shared goals. I am deeply moved by the opportunity to answer what is surely a call to service, a call to serve the institution of my life and help enable our next chancellor to uh, make the best possible start in CUNY's next era. Again, thank you all for this extraordinary honor. Um, one of the strategic priorities that I hope to move forward um, during this transition is the imperative of career readiness for our students. Ensuring that they are prepared to compete for good career opportunities in the field of their choice right after graduation. Angie Kamath, our outstanding university dean for continuing education and workforce programs, shared with you earlier this year some of the new strategies we're pursuing in this area. We recently reached an important milestone in this work when we awarded nearly a million dollars in philanthropic, philanthropic funding to 21 proposals over 16 colleges who um, proposed innovative projects to improve student career success. Today, I have asked Angie and Presidents Matos Rodriguez of Queens College and Evan Beck of Gutman Community College to talk about the exciting work going on uh, at their campuses and what they will do with their awards. So Angie, if you would take it away. Thank you, um, I appreciate that. Thank you, Vita, and thank you, Chair Thompson. Um, so last time that I was here with you guys, I think probably last uh, March, we talked about a three-pronged strategy around career success. The first was um, having an ability to work directly with employers to really have a front door um, for employers to easily work with our campuses. The second piece of the strategy was to partner with outside organizations that could provide tools and resources and expertise that uh, would be new to expand the capacity of the university. And the three that we're going to hear a little bit more about tonight is expanding our college's uh, capacity by giving them resources to um, experiment in some cases or scale up things that are working. And so um, I think uh, in your uh, packets there's a little bit of a one-pager to follow along, but real briefly at just a summary level, um, we released an RFP in March about two months ago, and as Vita said, we were really um, <coughs> pleased. The opportunity for funding sp uh, spanned two areas. One was to really um, highlight and award colleges that were interested in linking academics to um, uh, 
uh, career-related content to better prepare students for jobs and internships, and the second was really focused on faculty to either revise or develop new courses that were industry-aligned. We had 77 proposals in total um, from all of your colleges, and we had an internal review committee that had to make the hard decision to make 21 awards, uh, totaling, as Vita said, 922,000. I can't underscore enough that we really received many, many good ideas. Um, in fact, there's a group of 20 um, uh, proposals that we couldn't award that we're shopping around currently to new funders um, for consideration. We call it that the Group B. Um, so hopefully we have additional good news coming soon. Um, so it, it's, as I said, it's a bit easier to give away money. It's a little bit harder to make sure that it's well spent and that we have an ability to track outcomes. And so we're working really hard um, to make sure that all of the awardees um, have an ability to report back on their impact so that really importantly, we can figure out what we can start to scale and replicate to other colleges over the next um, 12 months. Um, an important piece of the work is to um, is the creation of what we're calling a career success learning community. That's a little bit of a jargony term, but really it's an ability to convene um, colleges about every four to six weeks, and we're going to bring and really saturate that group um, of colleges and partners with resources, with employers, with tools, with hopefully additional funding. Um, and so also folks who didn't win the larger awards are invited to attend that. And so some quick examples of what that means. Um, the learning community will have access to um, tools. So we're working with Accenture to have a free online toolkit um, for teaching students um, resume and interview preparation. We have um, employers like Guardian Life who are really keen to get partnered up with campuses to bring their um, finance and insurance and technology executives into the classroom. We also are going to be looking to this community to help to um, recruit students for a number of digital skills training programs that we'll be offering starting in September. Um, and so before I turn it over to Presidents Matos and Evan Beck, um, a couple of themes that came out in this um, series of, of awards that we think are worth highlighting because I think they're important and relevant across the university. Um, a few of the programs really focused on better preparing our transfer students, so really the professional preparation of our students as they transfer from our community colleges to senior colleges is incredibly important. Um, we also saw a number of strong advising programs, a number of programs that really were working with academic departments to make sure that um, students were understanding that connection between what they're learning in the classroom um, as well as what they are um, thinking about doing after college. Um, there were some recent studies um, from the Strata Education Network that essentially said students' wages, that first job, um, if they're underemployed or kind of earning a lower wage, they will be underemployed um, five times more likely than their peers for 10 years after graduation. So it really underscores the critical nature of making sure that our students are getting the right advice, that they're getting the right preparation, and they have the ability to um, tap into not only academic skills preparation, but also internships. And so on the back um, page of the handout, uh, you'll have a quick <coughs> one-line summary of, of the different awardees. The top portion are the larger awards of eighty dollars to $90,000. The bottom portion are the course innovation grants. These were $12,000 awards to professors or to teams of faculty. Um, what we were really pleased about, um, and I want to thank um, President Anderson who sort of gave us this advice, we made the RFP for course innovation um, uh, vague. We wanted to see what we would get back. Would we get back a lot of new proposal, uh, new courses? Would we get back non-credit courses or four-credit courses? And we were quite pleased that the majority of proposals received were credit courses and revisions to credit courses. So again, from our perspective, that's a really strong way to um, have sustainability when we're working with faculty who have Gen 
ed or required courses that they're willing to revise to be more industry aligned. And as you can see from the bottom list, we really spanned a number of disciplines from the STEM and human service areas to hospitality and finance. Um, so that's a quick overview and um, turn it over now to, to the colleges to talk about their experiences with it as well. Thank you, uh, Angie. So uh, thanks also for the vote of confidence. The um, project that Queens College submitted is called the Queens College Connections. It's an app uh, that would merge and integrate academic and career map uh, applications. And basically we have right now, uh, all of our majors have maps for the students about the suggested courses they might take. We want to be able to combine that with uh, a map of career skills that each major has. Uh, those skills have been um, um, adopted from uh, NACE, the National <coughs> Association of Colleges and Employers, uh, and we want to bring a, an app together where the students can have all these things together. In addition, the app will do something that might sound rather simple, but right now, if you go to the career engagement website of the college, uh, which is not really mobile friendly, um, there are seven or eight different career-related uh, software programs, right? There is uh, Focus to Career Assessment, Blackboard, Linda, uh, G Suite for Education, Simplicity, Vault, LinkedIn. For each one of those, you need a different um, uh, login uh, to get in. And uh, what the app will do is that all, the, all these uh, services and programs that are available to the students will be available through one single uh, app, really uh, encouraging students to uh, utilize the many resources already available uh, to them. The app will also create uh, the equivalent of a portfolio uh, for the students uh, as they will be able to advance in their courses. The career skills connected to those courses in that major will appear in this app, so it's something they will be able to share uh, with employers when they're going uh, for, for interviews, something that they can be sharing, for example, with their advisors. So that when they're getting advice about uh, uh, courses and things like that, the advisors have access not just to the courses, but things that they've been doing on, on the career readiness. Encouraging that the students get to do this since the beginning, that they don't wait until their junior and senior year to visit the career services um, uh, office. Uh, we also hope, and this is um, modeled after some other um, um, schools like Northeastern, to begin also to tap into co-curricular activities that are associated with uh, career readiness. If you are the, uh, if you are active in the uh, student government, uh, there are clearly some skills uh, that uh, apply to the to the workforce that we want to have maybe the advisor of the student association, student government, to certify. So you can take those things uh, with you; they become a portable tool to. Uh, to the students. What we're going to do first is a pilot uh, in terms of the prototype for the, um, for the app. We're going to do four majors, art, uh, elementary education, um, <coughs> psychology, and economics, uh, uh, 450 students, 50 undeclared majors, and then 100 in each four of those uh, majors. 50 transfers, 50 first-time students. We want to show that the app would work for somebody who's just starting at Queens or to somebody who's transferring from LaGuardia or for Queensboro uh, or for some of our sort of uh, feeder schools into, uh, into, into the college. And, um, and at the end, we hope that uh, with the prototype and, and many of the ideas that 
um, were put together in, in, in the RFP uh, came from both, we have been part of a grant uh, from the Education Trust and Lumina uh, on career readiness. Uh, we have moved our career engagement office from student services to academic affairs to integrate it more to what the academic side of the house is, is doing. So we took the feedback uh, from, uh, from those grants, from what we learned there from NACE. Uh, we did some focus groups with our students, with alumni, with employers, with faculty and staff about what was working, what was not working on the campus. And uh, the idea of this um, app that we combine all these uh, uh, services into one single uh, portable mobile uh, device is, is a solution and we hope to uh, share what we learn uh, after year one. We are uh, going to use the resources from our computer science faculty, our tech incubator, and our in-house um, IT folks to develop uh, the app. So we're quite excited about the, the opportunity and the possibilities. I look forward to uh, reporting back and sharing what we have learned with all of you uh, in a year. Thanks, Angie. Um, Stellan Charles Gutman Community College um, is really focused on making work-focused experiential education central to the curriculum. And we build on some strengths that have been there since the founding of the college, that all of the students take a course called Ethnographies of Work in their first semester, where they do an ethnography of a career in which they might have interest. And so they're out into a workplace looking at a career and then um, doing, using an anthropology technique of an ethnography to report on that career and how they th might fit into it. So they begin to think about where they've been, where they are, and where they're going, both in terms of school and a career from their, their first semesters. The college has a strong focus on experiential education overall, and we've had a very productive um, partnership with J.P. Morgan Chase now with students who We've had two cohorts where the students get internships and then get jobs where the aspiration is that they're jobs where the students will have career tracks within the company. We um, joined a Lumina-funded project coordinated by the National Center for um, Higher Education Management, and the title of the project is Essential Employability Quality. I think my whole life has been taken over by acronyms. So this is the EEQ project. And, and what the EEQs are is to define people skills like collaboration, teamwork, and cultural competence, problem solving abilities like inquiry, critical thinking, and creativity, and professional strengths like communication, work ethic, and technological agility. Panels of employers and students have worked with the faculty to define what those EEQs are, and then the aspiration is to have EEQ certification so that everybody knows what the expectation is for student learning. We developed our Gutman, Gutman Learning Outcomes, or GLOWS, as a part of um, CUNY's um, Pathway Project, and this builds upon that so the, student un the students all understand what the learning outcomes will be and then have electronic portfolios and other ways to demonstrate that they've achieved that learning. And tomorrow um, we have a national convening at Gutman um, funded by um, Here to Here Foundation to talk about 
how the Ethnographies of Work um, project has important national replicability, and I think this will be a, a part of that. Thank you. Any questions for okay, Angie or our presidents? All right, then we'll move on. Um, colleagues, my final item is a, um, uh, an acknowledgement of um, the fact that after 17 years as president of the Research Foundation, President Richard Rothbard has announced his retirement effective this summer. Um, as many of you know, most of Richard's adult life has been spent at CUNY beginning as an undergraduate at Queens College in 1969, then in progressively responsible positions over 25 years, culminating as Vice Chancellor for Budget, Finance, and Information Services in the central office. Richard came to the RF a month after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, um, destroyed BMCC's Fitterman Hall, the building that housed the RF's brand new offices at the time. The challenges of tending to the trauma that was experienced by everyone, <coughs> coupled with the need to get the RF up and running right away, made for uncertain times that fall. But under Richard's leadership, everyone rallied, and with the help of colleagues from across CUNY, the RF met the challenges and was back in business in short order. The years between then and now have brought a lot of change to the university and to the <coughs> In 2001, total award activity was in the $200 million range. This year, we may very well cross the $500 million threshold. The RF has managed the volume and increased complexity of these awards well, <laughs> thanks to Richard's leadership and the hard work of an innovative staff. Um, the RF has taken on significant new responsibilities. For instance, the management of over $70 million in funding for support of displaced World Trade Center workers, which led the RF into new territory, helping nonprofits manage their grants through Grants Plus. Um, the RF added more pre-award services and has responded effectively to the ever-growing volume of external mandates and an increasingly complex legal and regulatory environment. So President Rothbard has led this essential university-wide asset through times of growth and change, and the university thanks him for his service. Thank you, Chair Thompson. Okay, yes. um, let's now turn to the items requiring a vote today. Item number one, you'll find a copy of the Chancellor's University Report for June 25th, including its addendum and errata sections on the table. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on the Chancellor's University Report? All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? That item is approved. Item number two, you'll find a copy of the draft minutes for the May 9th, 2018 board meeting in your meeting books. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on the minutes? Those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? That item is approved. Item number three, the City University of New York Amendment to Article 15 of the Bylaws of the Board of Trustees. Amendment to Section 15.2 of Article 15 of the Bylaws of the Board of Trustees effective July 1st, 2018. Um, do I have a second? Second. Is there any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions?
That item's approved. Item number four, committee on audit. I'm now gonna present and move the following audit committee items. Report on the June 4th, 2018 meeting of the committee on audit. The audit committee met on June 4th, 2018 after approving the minutes of the February 26, 2018 meeting. The committee addressed calendar item 4A which is a resolution requesting approval of the university's fiscal year 2018 external audit plan. The university's external audit firm, KPMG, presented the plan to the audit committee at the meeting on June 4th, and the committee, committee subsequently approved the plan. I move the approval and adoption of calendar item 4A. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Any opposed or abstentions? That item's approved. Calendar item 4B is a resolution requesting that the Board of Trustees adopt the fiscal year 2019 internal audit plan for the university. Gordon Taylor, the university's executive director of internal audit and management services, presented the audit committee with the internal audit plan in executive session in accordance with sections 105C and 105F of the New York State Open Meetings Law. Upon returning to public session, the Audit Committee approved the plan. I move the approval and adoption of calendar item 4B. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Any opposed or abstentions? That item's approved. This concludes my report. Item number five, Committee on Fiscal Affairs. I call on Committee on Fiscal Affairs Chair Fernando Ferrer to present and move the <coughs> following items. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The, after approval of the minutes of the April 16 meeting, the committee addressed the uh, policy items on the agenda and approved the following resolutions. Item 5A is a resolution requesting authorization of a three credit tuition and fee, and fee waiver and a $500 stipend for all participating students enrolled in courses affiliated with the Service Corps Puerto Rico program as part of the governor's New York Stands with Puerto Rico Recovery and Rebuilding Initiative. As we heard earlier this evening, 250 CUNY students will be going to Puerto Rico this summer to help in the rebuilding efforts. Lehman College has created a three-credit experimental course called Global Citizenship community engagement, and service in Latin America and the Caribbean, specifically for students participating in the Service Corps Puerto Rico program. Additional CUNY colleges are identifying three local, uh, identifying local three credit courses for students participating in the program as well. Mr. Chairman, I move approval and adoption of item 5A. Do we have a second? Second. Any discussion or comments on this? <coughs> All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? That item's approved. Item 5B is a resolution requesting the authorization of a contract with Navitas New York LLC with the purpose of developing an international student success program at Queens College. The vendor will identify prospective international students and assist these students in matriculation at both the undergraduate and graduate levels. The value of the contract is dependent on student enrollment in the program. The revenue generated and retained by Navitas shall not exceed an estimated $6 million annually for the initial five-year term. Queens College's provost, Dr. Elizabeth Hendry, 
provided the fiscal committee with additional information on this item. Accordingly, Mr. Chairman, I move approval and adoption of item 5B. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 5B is approved. Item 5C is a resolution requesting authorization of the contract on behalf of the Borough of Manhattan Community College with Core Facility Services, LLC, to provide preventive maintenance and operating services for the college's lease space at 70 Murray Street. The total estimated cost of the contract will not exceed $3.9 million over five years. Core Facility Services will be using Gilbert International Incorporated as its uh, MWBE subcontractor with a 30% goal for a total estimated value of $1.175 million for five years. BMCC's Vice President for Administration, Scott Anderson, attended the Fiscal Committee meeting and responded to inquiries on this item. Accordingly, I move adoption of item 5C. Do I have a second? Second. second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Item 5C is approved. Item 5D is a resolution requesting the authorization of the contract on behalf of the Graduate School and University Center to purchase building operating, engineering, maintenance, and janitorial services. The estimated contract price is approximately $33 million for the five-year period ending in 2023. This contract will include MWBE subcontract, subcontractor participation of approximately 36% of the total value of the contract, adding up to $11.9 million over the five-year period. Accordingly, Mr. Chairman, I move approval of item 5D. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on this item? One, just one comment before we vote. Uh, the 36%. I'd just like to congratulate the Graduate Center uh, for going over and above the governor's 30% uh, goal for the state of New York. 36% is admirable, and I'd like to congratulate them for sure. a job well done. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? That item's approved. Next on the calendar is Item 5E, a resolution requesting the authorization of a contract on behalf of Queensborough Community College for the purpose of services <coughs> to replace and upgrade their main parking field. After a public advertisement and sealed bid process conducted by the college, New York Asphalt Company was, was selected with a bid of $1,099,400. Queensborough's Vice President, William Faulkner, informed the Fiscal Committee that there was an approved plan for 35% MWBE participation for the project. Mr. Chairman, I move approval um, of item 5B. Do I have a second? second? Any discussion? And again, I just wanted to mention again the congratulations on the 35% MWBE participation. Any other comments? <clears throat> All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 5E is approved. Before moving on to the remaining items, I'd like oh. to recognize BMCC, the Graduate Center in Queensboro, uh, as, you have, uh, as you have pointed I'm out. Sorry about that. That's all right. You stole his thunder. That's all right. Sorry about that, Mr. As you have pointed out so well <laughs> and so succinctly, Mr. Chairman. My apologies, Trustee um, Ferrer. Um, 
commend them for their good work. Uh, item 5F is a resolution <laughs> requesting the authorization of a contract with Gartner Consulting Work, the CUNY uh, Institute State of Local Governance, and on the Administrative Excellence Initiative, which will achieve $75 million in savings over a four-year period for reinvestment in academic priorities. This engagement with Gartner Consulting will prioritize initiatives that foster efficient and effective delivery of system services and technologies that are integral to the university's functions. The cost of this engagement will not exceed $1,504,000 for the fiscal years 2018 through 2020. Interim Chancellor, Vice Chancellor, Margaret Egan provided the uh, committee with further information on this item. Accordingly, I move uh, approval of amended calendar item 5F. Do I have a second? Second. Mr. Chairman? Yes. I'm sorry, I, I'd like to propose an amendment to this resolution. Um, and it's really a technical reason, but it's an important distinction. In the last sentence, uh, I'm sorry, the first sentence of the last paragraph in the explanation section, we talk about that this effort will piggyback an existing New York City Department of Citywide Administrative Services contract. The piggybacking process is a particular purchasing vehicle that's used, but that's not what's being used here. So I'd like to propose to strike the word piggyback and replace it with the words be purchased from, so that the sentence will read, this effort with Garner will be purchased from an existing New York City Department of Citywide Emergency Administrative Services contract. My motion stands, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> As amended. Um, those, all, well, do I have a second? Second. Any discussion? Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Is this in a, uh, is this piggyback on the, uh, <laughs> on the uh, McKinsey? Um, <laughs> grant that was uh, approved for administrative excellence. This goes beyond the work that Matt, was done do you want there. to take that? Yes, um, when we approved the uh, resolution several months, the board approved several months ago, the resolution for the engagement with the um, Institute for State and Local Governance, um, we committed to the fiscal committee that any additional services that were required by outside vendors would be brought back to the fiscal committee and to the board. And so um, the Institute of State and Law Governance has requested an engagement with Gartner. We brought it back to the fiscal committee. And um, the expenses that are here in this resolution were included in the budget that we're bringing forth later this evening. In addition, this one, uh, one and a half million dollars is within the budget that this board previously, board previously discussed approved. for okay. IT issues for the Institute. Great, thank you. Mr. Chairman? Yes, sir. <coughs> Matt, so is this, is this arrangement intended to help you satisfy the objective of the $75 million in savings? Yes, absolutely. McKenzie? Absolutely. Um, we know that in order to generate the $75 million over four years, we're going to have to make some IT investments, and Gartner will bring a certain expertise that will help the Institute in um, identifying what those opportunities are and what those investments should be. Thank you. Any other questions? Uh, 
All of those in favor of, of item 5F. Was there a we second, second, Mr. Chairman? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was there a second on this? I thought there was, but there, there was. I thought I believe so. Uh, all those in favor of item 5F as amended? Aye. 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 Any opposed or abstentions? Item 5F is approved as amended. Item 5G is a resolution requesting the adoption of the university's operating and capital budget allocations by campus and programs set forth in the attached documents for fiscal year 2019. The university's proposed budget for FY 2019 appropriates $3.6 billion in operating funds for the senior colleges, community colleges, central administration, and shared services operations and academic programs, and $370 million in new state capital appropriations, $2.7 billion in state capital reappropriations, and $2.9 million in the city fiscal year 2019 capital budget. Please note that the FY 2019 operating budget includes year two of the four-year predictable tuition policy enacted in April 2017 by state legislation, providing for a revised schedule of student tuition consisting of $200 annual increase over current rates for full, all full-time undergraduate students and proportional <coughs> increases in graduate, doctoral, and non-resident non-resident and per credit rates at senior colleges as reflected in the schedule included in your materials. For the third consecutive year, there will be no tuition increases at the community colleges. The operating and capital budgets are based on the New York State enacted budget, New York City executive budget for FY 2019. There will be modifications necessary as a result of the recently enacted New York City adopted budget and the Fiscal Committee will receive a report on these modifications at the next meeting in the fall. I'd like to point out that this was the first time the Board Fiscal Committee reviewed and approved both the operating and capital budgets for the university. This change in process provides the Fiscal Committee with more transparent and comprehensive analysis of the university's entire fiscal condition. Senior Vice Chancellor Sapienza and Vice Chancellor Bertram provided presentations on the operating and capital budget investments for fiscal year 2019, as well as the planned efficiencies and state and, and savings initiatives included in the financial plans. Both budgets were well received and approved by the committee, and I'm pleased to present them to the full board this evening for adoption accordingly. I move approval and adoption of item 5G. Do I have a second? A second. And in discussion, Trustee Ferrer, let me point out, and, and, and let me thank both Vice Chancellor Sapienza and Bertram for their work, but this has been, this is a, a different and a new era of transparency for us and for this institution and for this board. And from the moment that you joined this board, Trustee Ferrer, you have made this a priority. You have hounded them, you have pushed, you have stayed on top of this. Um, let me congratulate you, because this would never have occurred if you didn't pay this much attention to this topic. And for us, and it has brought us into, at the very least, we've made it into the end of the last century. Thanks to you. Um, You're nice. Thank no, you very much. It is. It would not have occurred without your determined
focus on this. And I want to thank you, Freddie, for the work thank that you, you did Chair. on this. Thank you so thank much. You. Um, 5H. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I we haven't gotten it yet. Hold on for a second. That was <laughs> any other comments? Uh, I, any discussion? Ahead, yes. Okay. yes. Mr. Chairman, first of all, I appreciate the fact that the board has the opportunity to review this budget or budgets. I support the budgets. I think they're responsible within the resources we have available, mm -hmm. but that is my concern. I do not believe that we have adequate resources to properly fulfill our mission. And I think we need to ag aggressively seek more funding from both the state and the city. Let me give you a couple of my concerns, my examples. I'm sure others will have others and can join. ASAP is an amazingly effective program, but not all are, of it, are able to have access to that program. And when students leave community college and go on to a senior college or are at a senior college, there's no analog in the senior colleges for those programs. And I think we really need to seek funding specifically for those programs to improve them and make them more accessible to our students. Also, I think adjunct faculty are overused and underpaid. We should be aggressively pursuing funding to hire more full-time faculty and to increase significantly the salaries of adjuncts. As I said, others will have other concerns but I think we need to start the discussion now before we, before we craft our budget request in October. Great. Yes. yes. Um, in addition to what Honorable Trustees just said, I just I prepared a statement as to why I'll be voting no on this budget mm -hmm. request, um, budget adoption. Um, I hope that my colleagues on the board will find the just cause to join me in voting against this agenda item. Um, last fall, when this board approved the budget request for 2018 fiscal year and the four-year master plan, that inclu included a tuition increase for the four-year time frame. I delivered a statement asking the board members to consider the proposal to raise tuition. The general gist of my statement was that the students of the university um, are paying more than their fair share. While our state legislature continues to divest crucial investment and funding from my university, tuition hikes have become the norm and will consist consistently increase tuition without thinking about it twice. If the Kenya master plan goes as intended, we'll have tuition increases for the next four years. That would mean tuition hikes out of nine years up from the last 10 years. This is nothing no there's nothing normal about that, especially not here in CUNY a university that was founded on the sole, you know, sole mission of providing quality and accessible education for the people in poverty, immigrants, working class, the young, the old, the truest essence of an everyday New Yorker. Earlier this year, I was personally surprised um, to see that higher education was one of the leading conversations during the budget negotiations. I vividly remember going on Facebook and saying, oh, we have free tuition at CUNY. Um, some of that student government leaders that I work with declared this is an accomplishment. We finally don't have to worry about tuition. And indeed, if you go on the CUNY website right now, you see free tuition equals um, CUNY. Then you wonder why, as a board, some of our students were confused when I told them the board was <coughs> on the tuition hikes today. They said, well, I thought tuition was going free at CUNY. Why would they increase something that's free? And there lies the problem. <coughs> How can we just oppose increasing tuition 
with a tuition-free free CUNY. There's a glaring contradiction in this rhetoric that we're using here. We should aim to be as direct in play as possible because this equation doesn't add up. So whose tuition exactly is free? And perhaps more importantly, whose tuition is going up? The fact of the majority of CUNY students already attend CUNY for free. TAP, Pell, and other grants and scholarships already cover tuition for most of our students. So when we increase tuition by $200, that means for the majority of students at CUNY that receive full TAP, full, full TAP and Pell, that would mean a less, um, a lower $200 in the total amount taken for books, transportation, and perhaps all the essential expenses. For international students and undocumented students, however, who receive no financial aid, their tuition will be going up. For part-time students who receive limited to no financial aid and often have to their, pay their way to go to <coughs> school, as they raise kids, take care of their parents, the tuition is going up $200. That leaves us with a small group of in-state students that do not receive enough financial aid to cover the, the tuition and go to school full-time and fulfill all the requirements to be eligible for the Excelsior Scholarship, a figure that could be as low as 2% to 5% of the CUNY population. For those students, they will, they, will, they will net an increase in funding next year, and for a vast amount of students, we'll have tuition hikes, and yet we're declaring CUNY tuition free. This conversation is tuition as increasingly, has become increasingly involved. There's a fair amount of uncertainty about which specific sets of stu students stand to benefit most from the different sets of proposals that have been adopted this year. As a student on the board, and after consulting with students from around the university, I can firmly state that these tuition hikes would will be harmful to the vast majority of CUNY students. This would deter students from enrolling in bachelor's degrees around the university, and will also, after they finish the community college um, um, studies. Unintentionally as well, this policy we prodigiously will marginalize the neediest students from attending our senior colleges. We are well, well aware of the statistics of the students that attend our senior colleges in comparison to the students that attend our community colleges. These tuition hikes threaten to widen the achievement gap at CUNY. I also like to call to the explanation call your attention to the explanation of the, to the giving resolution. It says that the <coughs> revenue generated from this increase will be used to cover costs from the university's recent collective bargaining agreement with its faculty union, the PSC, Professional Staff Conference. This new labor agreement will directly benefit students from, by enabling the university continue, to continue to recruit and retain outstanding faculty. It states that the reason we have tuition increases for the 2018 fiscal year is that the PSC has negotiated higher salaries for our professors. This explanation is insufficient for multiple reasons, and it really serves to highlight the issue that we have with CUNY's funding. Firstly, I'd like to let you, want you all to reconsider that from 2011 to 2016, tuition went up $300 every year. We've had five years of consecutive tuition increases, and during those years, we also had stagnant waves as our student, with our faculty as the student population went up. So if you believe tuition hikes are correlated with faculty salaries, and I, you also believe that tuition hikes would improve the number of faculty that we have, I would suspect that negotiating a contract in the middle of a five consecutive years of tuition increases would be more feasible. Secondly, consider that the university is fairly large. 
enterprise. I would imagine that the cost of many things outside the faculty salaries have also gone up. So I'm not sure why singling out the faculty and blaming it, putting the blame on them as the impetus for why tuition is going up. It would also make more sense to point to the fact that the maintenance of effort bill that was vetoed by the governor, Governor Cuomo in 2015, would have gone to cover the cost to these inflationary expenses associated with the faculty contract and other university expenses. In short, I would like to make more sense if we highlight, to make more sense if we highlight the lack of investment that the state continues to make in CUNY and instead of singling out, singling out faculty for negotiating a living wage. I also like to thank Trustee Berger for his comments earlier. That is what we need to be talking about, an investment in CUNY and not taxing it and putting a burden on students. Thank you. Other comments? Anything that I would like to amplify in uh, Trustee Berger's comment is that when to reevaluate our position on the ASAP program and to start looking at the ASAP program also for full-time students in the community college level. And I know that our resources are, we're doing the best we can with the resources that we have and the revenues that we have, but I think those are the things that we need to consider and also a serious consideration around the use of adjunct faculty and the cost and the price. Other comments? All those in favor of item, I'm talking about 5G. All those in favor of item 5G? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Opposed. Abstentions? Item 5G is approved. Item 5H is a resolution requesting the adoption of a schedule of academic program fees for students enrolled in the post-baccalaureate certificate program in pre-medical and pre-health studies <clears throat> in the Division of Science at City College of New York. <coughs> fees would be effective with the fall 2018 semester at $235 per credit for resident and non-resident full-time and part-time students. This resolution was approved by the Fiscal Affairs Committee at its meeting in February uh, of February 26, 2018, but was not brought forward to the full board at the request of President Boudreau, who wanted to engage further conversations with faculty leadership at the college. Those discussions have now taken place, and President Boudreau's asked that this resolution be advanced to the full board for consideration. Accordingly, I move approval of item 5H. Do I have a second? <clears throat> second. 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 Discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Abstain. One abstention. Item is approved with one abstention. Item 5I is a resolution authorizing that students from Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands whose college education was disrupted by Hurricanes Irma and Maria pay the in-state resident tuition for academic year 2018-2019. The CUNY Board of Trustees authorized a similar action for the academic year 2017-2018, and tonight's resolution would extend that benefit for one additional academic year. Uh, accordingly, I move approval of item 5I. Do I have a second? A second. Second. Any discussion on this item? 
I do. Just a quick comment. I'd like to commend everyone involved in the cohesion of the institution for the students in Puerto Rico um, coming into the United States. Um, I also like to, on behalf of the students, thank the, the board for voting on this incredible measure that would make sure that the students in Puerto Rico moving to the United States get at least some um, form of recuperation and help that they deserve. Any other comments? All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? That item is approved. And Mr. Chairman, that at last concludes my report. <laughs> item number six, the Committee on Academic Policy Programs and Research. Let me call on, call on the chair, Jill O'Donnell-Torme, to present and move the following items. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. At its June 4, 2018 meeting, the committee approved the following policy matters. Calendar item number 6A, College of Staten Island, establishment of the Department of Engineering and Environmental Sciences and the Department of Physics and Astronomy, and the closing of the Department of Engineering Science and Physics. The establishment of these two departments will facilitate the growth of programs, foster new academic initiatives, and improve chances of obtaining federal grants in support of the programs. The formation of these two new departments with their unique branding and focus will have strong positive implications for their ability to attract top faculty and students to their respective pro programs. Calendar item number 6B. CUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy, Change in Degree Award from a DPH to a PhD. New accreditation criteria were implemented by the school's professional accrediting body, the Council on Education for Public Health, in October 2016, redefining the purpose and student learning outcomes of a doctor in public health degree. The faculty found that our program's mission and curriculum are better aligned with the criteria for the PhD. Hence, we are proposing to change the degree award. Calendar item number 6C, Medgar Evers, Evers College, establishing Startup New York initiatives with Sologistics and Lexset.ai. Sologistics is a project management firm specializing in re-engineering businesses for solar adoption. Lexset.ai has developed a business-to-business -business software application for use in the online consumer furniture and home supply industries. Both will provide Medgar <coughs> Evans College students with mentors and internship opportunities, will support the faculty with curriculum development and, and applied research opportunities, mm -hmm. and will provide the college with potential full-time employment opportunity for graduates. Calendar item number 6D, Lehman College, MS in Human Performance and Fitness. Lehman College proposes to establish an MS in Human Performance and Fitness, which aims to equip students with skills and competencies required to function efficiently in the exercise science, physical fitness and wellness, and community health education professions. Employment opportunities exist in settings such as corporate and community fitness programs, health clubs, and related industries. The program will attract physical education teachers seeking permanent certification for which a graduate degree is required. The program will also prepare students for doctoral programs in areas related to exercise science. I recommend the approval by the board of items 6A through 6D, which were approved by the committee. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on these items? All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Items 6A through 6D are approved. Mr. Chairman, that concludes my report. Thank you. I now call on 
Committee for Faculty, Staff, and Administration Chair Lorraine Cortez Vasquez to present the committee report. Before I present the committee report, I want to make a correction to the statement I made earlier in the fiscal, my fiscal comment. I had asked for ASAP to be extended to full-time students at community college. That was an error. I meant part-time students at uh, community college, so please, for the record. Mr. Chair, the Board Committee for Faculty, Staff, and Administration considered the following matters at its meeting on June 4th, which I now will present to the Board. Items 7A through 7C are appointments for three distinguished professors. These appointments have been reviewed by the Office of Academic Affairs and are recommended by the Interim Chancellor. The committee is pleased to concur. They are Lisa Farrington, Distinguished Professor of Art at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Dennis Nash, Distinguished Professor of Epidemiology at CUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Policy. Ida Sousa, Distinguished Professor of Anthropology at Hunter College. Mr. Chair, I present items 7A, 7B, and 7C for the board's consideration. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on these items? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Items 7A through 7C are approved. Item 7D, the reappointment of Christian Booth Glenn at, as university professor. Christian Booth Glenn served as the dean of the CUNY School of Law from 1995 to 2005 and has a distinguished record of teaching, scholarship, publication, and service to CUNY. She was appointed university professor effective September 2, 2013. Professor Glenn currently directs Supported uh, Decision Making and New York Project, a consortium led by Hunter College is supported by a five-year, $1.5 million grant awarded in 2016 from the New York State Development Disabilities Planning Council. Under Professor Glenn's leadership, it, uh, uh, whatever, what is this? The State Development of New York is the first and foremost extinguished disability rights project in the nation, dedicated to upholding the dignity of persons with intellectual and de uh, developmental disabilities by finding alternatives to guardianship. The SDMNY project fosters cross-campus uh, collaboration involving programs such as the Occupational Therapy Assistance Program at LaGuardia Community College and the Bachelor of Social Work program at Hunter College, <coughs> as well as curricular development within the framework of a Department of Education grant for transition and post-secondary program for students with intellectual disabilities. As, uni as university professor, uh, Dean Emeritus Glenn will support continuation of the New York State grant for the next three years by applying 60% of her annual salary to meet the cost-sharing match of CUNY. Noble. In recognition, therefore, it is resolved that the Board of Trustees extend its best wishes to Dean Glenn for her continued success in her three-year appointment as University Professor at the CUNY Graduate Center. Mr. Chair, I present item 7D for the Board's consideration. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on this item? All of those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 7D is approved. Thank you. Uh, item 7E, the appointment of Antonio Perez as university professor. 
Dr. Antonio Perez has served as, with distinction as the president of Borough of Manhattan Community College since 1995. President Perez has led the college's expansion from 16,300 students at that time to more than 27,000 students in 2017. BMCC is now CUNY's largest college serving the largest veteran uh, student population at CUNY. Under his leadership, BMCC is now among the highly ranked colleges nationally in conferring associate degrees to diverse populations. BMCC also established numerous privately and publicly and federally funded research opportunities for underrepresented minorities and women that level the playing field when they graduate and transfer to four-year schools. In addition, during uh, President Perez's tenure, the number of associate degree programs at BMCC has expanded from 20 to 48, with new majors that reflect changes in the economy and student goals. President Perez is a visionary leader who guided BMCC community through the aftermath of September 11, 2001, when BMCC became the only college in the United States histories to lose a campus building to a terrorist attack. For the next 10 years, President Perez worked to procure funding to rebuild Fitterman Hall, resulting in the opening of the new building in August 2012. Dr. Perez has announced his intention to retire as president of BMCC. In recognition of his legacy at BMCC and distinguished service at the uh, City University of New York, it is resolved that the Board of Trustees appoint Dr. Antonio Perez as university professor at Hunter College for a five-year term. Mr. Chair, I present item 7E for the board's consideration with one amendment on the start date which is August 27, 2019. Do I have a second? Second. second. Comments? Other than congratulations. Um, all those in favor of item 70 as amended? Aye. 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 Any opposed or abstentions? That item is approved. Item 7F, appointment of Jane Bowers as Interim Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs and University Provost. Dr. Jane Bowers has a distinguished uh, record of academic leadership and service as CUNY. She has served as the director of the Women's Study Program at Hunter College, the founding academic director of CUNY's Honors College, now Macaulay Honors College, dean of undergraduate students at John Jay College, and for the past 10 years, provost of John Jay. In addition, Dr. Bowers has held faculty positions in the Department of English at John Jay and Hunter Colleges, and in the theater program and American Studies program at CUNY's Graduate Center. Mr. Chair, I present item 7F for the committee's consideration. Do I have a second? Second. Second. Any discussion? All of those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 7F is approved. Item 7G, appointment of Donna Lederman as Associate Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs. Donna Lederman, I'm sorry, has served as Interim Associate Vice Chancellor since July 1st, 2017, and previously was University Dean of Students, uh, Dean of Student Success Initiatives. 
uh, Ms. Lenderman is recognized nationally as an effective and innovative higher education leader as a result of her stewardship of several student success programs, in particular, the Accelerated Study and Associate Programs, ASAP, which has double graduation rates among CUNY's community college students. <coughs> Excuse me. Ms. Lenderman also leads and manages the CUNY START and CUNY Math START programs, both of which are models in developmental education and has played a critical role in advancing CUNY's strategic framework initiative. Mr. Chair, I present 7G for the committee's consideration. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 7G is approved. Great. Item 7H and 7U are naming opportunities at a number of CUNY colleges, which I will present as a group. These matters have been reviewed by the Committee of Faculty, Staff, and Administration under the university's existing naming uh, guidelines issued in 2007. I wish to advise the board that at our next meeting, the, uh, the committee will consider revising the naming guidelines as developed by Vice Chancellor Bridget uh, Bryant and the Office of Institutional Advancement, which will gov uh, govern future naming opportunities. I am pleased to report that these opportunities represent monetary gifts to the university totaling more than $8,350,000. They are the Helen and Robert Apple Hall at um, Appel Hall at Hunter College, the Rose Katz Classroom at Hunter College, Drs. Dwayne M. and Lily E. Christ Math and Science Resource Center at John Jay College of Criminal Justice, the Dr. Robert Bittman Laboratory at Queens College, the Laita Palkarp Conference Room in Queens College, the Andrew Saderman Keyboard Room at Queens College, the Walter and Jocelyn Brandy Bryant Classroom at Baruch College, the Dennis Hickney Classroom at Baruch College, the Richard Gilder and Lois Childs Parlor at Hunter College's Roosevelt House, the David Rockefeller Cultural Core Fellowship, the Lewis Burke Room Center at, for Writing and Culture at Cultural <coughs> Hunter College. Um, I'm, I'm gonna pronounce this one terribly wrong. The Vandermeer Verkholp Guild uh, Study Room at Baruch College. Please pronounce that correctly Come for on, me. Come on, Huh? For Kogel. For Kogel. Thank you very much. At Baruch College, uh, as someone who has a very complicated name, I'm very respectful of how people pronounce the names. The Hedwig Schleinler Lab at Baruch College and the Robert A. Schwartz Center for Trading and Financial Market Research at Baruch College. Chair, I present item 7H through 7U for the committee's consideration. Do I have a second? Second. All those in, oh, discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Items 7H through 7U are approved. Chair, that concludes my report. You have done a lot, thank you. <laughs> Let me now call on the Vice Chair of the Committee on Faculties Planning and Management, uh, Sandra Wilkin, to present the committee report. The Board of Trustees Committee on Facilities Planning, Construction, and Management considered and approved two resolutions at its meeting on June 4th, 2018. Following the discussion and consideration of these resolutions, 
an executive session was called to discuss real estate matters under current negotiation by the university. Here are the resolutions listed in this board meeting as calendar item 8A. City University of New York adoption of fiscal year 2018-19 capital budget. This will approve the university's fiscal year 2018-19 capital budget comprised of 370 million in new state capital appropriations, 2.7 billion in state capital reappropriations, and 291 million in the city fiscal year 2019 capital budget. For the projects authorized by the City University Construction Fund to address critical maintenance, infrastructure, and programmatic initiatives in support of the university's mission. I hereby request your approval of calendar item 8A. Do I have a second? Second. <laughs> Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Mm -hmm. Item 8A is approved. 8B, City University of New York, lease for space at 425 Grand Concourse, Bronx, New York. This will authorize the General Counsel and Vice Chancellor of Legal Affairs to execute a lease for a term of not less than 15 years and up to 25 years for approximately 28,640 rentable square feet of space on the ground and second floors at 425 Grand Concourse, Bronx. On behalf of Ostos Community College, I hereby request your approval of calendar item 8B. Do I have a second? second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 8B is approved. Mr. Chairman, this concludes the report of the Vice Chair of the Committee on Facilities Planning and Management. Thank, Thank you so much. I now call on Committee on Student Affairs and Special Programming Vice Chair Ken Sunshine to present the committee report. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Committee on Student Affairs and Special Programs has two items for the board's approval. Calendar item three, approval of the City University of New York Amendment to Article 15, right, of the bylaws of the Board of Trustees. Be it resolved that the Board of Trustees approves the amendment to Section 15.2 of Article 15 of the bylaws of the Board of Trustees effective July 1, 2018. An explanation for the recommended amendment is stated in the calendar as item three. Mr. Chairman, I ask for a vote on calendar item three. We, we voted on it. They're just, you were just reporting out on uh, okay. it. Okay. Okay, so you can go. Calendar okay. item nine, approval of the revisions to the policy on sexual misconduct. <clears throat> Be resolved that the Board of Trustees approves the revisions to the policy on sexual misconduct of the City University of New York effective immediately. Explanation for the revisions is stated in the calendar as item nine. Do I have a second? Second. Second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Calendar item number nine is approved. Thank you. Thank you. Item 10. 
uh, CUNY School of Labor and Urban Studies Governance Plan. I will now present and move item number 10. Um, okay. Oh, do I, uh, do I have a second? Second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Any opposed or abstentions? Item 10 is approved. Item 11, a resolution of appreciation for Diane Call. Whereas Dr. Diane B. Call was appointed president of Queensboro Community College in January of 2013, beginning a five-year period of transformation for the college. And whereas Dr. Call, whose career spans four decades at Queensboro and the City University of New York, has held positions that encompassed virtually all major areas of, of administration and academics at Queensboro, and whereas President Call has exemplified Queensboro Community College's commitment to academic excellence and rigor and to providing an affordable, high-quality education to pre-college, college, and lifelong learners. And whereas under President Call's leadership, Queensboro Community College fostered a student-centered learning environment in collaboration with faculty and student affairs the colleagues through a curriculum and pedagogical innovations, academic enrichment activities such as undergraduate research as well as instructional support and student service programs. And whereas President Call's many outstanding achievements are programs for the recruitment and retention of faculty and a faculty development program for their engagement in a variety of teaching modalities, high impact activities, e-learning, academic leadership, and pedagogical research in community college teaching. And whereas Dr. Call instituted the Instructional Support Services Center and Learning Lab and has led admission services, skills assessment testing, academic advisement, the freshman year program, college discovery, and C-STEP. She has also helped consolidate tutorial services and the Writing Center, substantially increasing the number of students served. Now therefore it be resolved that the members of the Board of the Trustees of the City University of New York express their sincere thanks and deepest appreciation to Diane Call for exemplary leadership, tireless dedication, and outstanding service to the City University of New York as president of Queensboro Community College. I will now move item number 11. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion or comments? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or Item number 12, resolution, approve, resolution of appreciation to Antonio Perez. Whereas Dr. Antonio Perez has served with distinction as president of Borough of Manhattan Community College from 1995 to 2017. And whereas as president of BMCC, Dr. Perez led the college's expansion 
from 16,300 students in 1995 to 27,000 students in 2017 to become CUNY's largest college, which serves the largest veteran student population in CUNY. And whereas in 2017, BMCC had the third highest mobility rate among two-year colleges in the United States, with 41% of BMCC students moving up two or more house out of five household income quintiles, quintiles. And whereas under President Perez's leadership, BMCC is now among the most highly ranked colleges nationally in conferring associate degrees to diverse populations and one of the highest ranked producers of associate degrees in criminal justice, computer and information services, biz business management and education. And whereas, since his appointment as president, the number of associate degree programs at BMCC has grown from 20 to 48, with new majors that reflect changes in the economy and student goals, including accounting for forensics, geographic information science, gerontology, gender and women's studies, psychology, financial management, animation and motion graphics, and digital marketing. Now, therefore, it be resolved that the Board of Trustees of the City University of New York expresses its heartfelt appreciation to Antonio Perez for his exemplary dedication and distinguished leadership of President of Borough of Manhattan Community College. I'm now going to move item 12. Do I have a second? Second. second. Any discussion on this item? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed or abstentions? Item 12 is approved. I don't think we could prevent you. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, my relationship with the university began back in 1964 when I graduated from George Washington High School. And I, and I wanted to go to CUNY. And I recall I could see it from my stoop on 135th Street. And I applied to City College. And I was rejected. So then I applied again as an evening student, non-credit student, uh, uh, evening student, and I was rejected again. But I got an opportunity to start taking classes in the evening at Bronx Community College. So that the community colleges is a way that I have found uh, kind of paved my path and the path of many of, of our uh, students. Uh, because I recall when I said to my mother that I wanted to go to college, my mother had gone to the third grade, my father had gone to the sixth grade. And I said to mother, my mother, I want to go to college. And she said to me in Spanish, mijito, que es eso? Son, what is that? So that I'm no different than our students. In the years that I've spent here, it's really been, uh, I found uh, joy in the journey of serving our students. And I just uh, feel that it's been a, a privilege and an honor, and I thank this university for having given me the opportunity to have served for 23 years as president. Thank you. Let me just say, and again, we've said very good things about our two outgoing presidents. President Perez, President Call, 
you have made us better. You have made CUNY better. You have made your institutions better with your service. We can't say thank you enough. We will miss you both. We're not getting rid of you full. No, but we'd like to thank you both. And again, there are thousands and tens of thousands, really, of lives that you have touched. Thank you so much. On behalf of those students, on behalf of our students, thank you both. Congratulations. Thank you. There being no further business, I ask for a motion to adjourn. Second. Our meeting is adjourned. <laughs>